0: Hello and welcome to this week's show. I'm Janet Lewis.
1: And I'm Dr. Lewis.
0: And we are Green Wisdom Health, home of your low-cost lab work and educational information. Uh, Today, going to educate you a little bit about detoxifying your liver. I know you guys are all working on diets out there, trying to get in shape and exercising, probably joined the new gym, trying to eat paleo or keto, but... uh, We need to detoxify some organs as well. So Dr. Lewis is going to talk to us a little bit today about why we need to detoxify our liver and what our liver does and why if it ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So would you uh, tell us why we need to be thinking about our livers?
1: Well, you know, I talk about a toxic society and, you know, how we have so many pesticides and plastics and things like that. Well, your body has to detoxify these things, and the liver has a very large role in that. It's uh, the largest organ in the body weighs, uh, some people say, about four pounds, uh, and it's very adaptable. It can actually regenerate itself up to, you know, if 75% or so of it's gone. Um <clears throat> Most of the time, the medical doctors can take out 50% or more of the liver, and actually, you can live a healthy life after that because the liver does grow back. And uh, let me get gross right off the bat. I think it's really good that you eat liver because I, I'm a big fan of organ meats, but I think it's better if you get the organic chicken livers or calf livers, you know, the ones that are raised organically that are cleaner and uh, at least have not had time to bioaccumulate all the toxins associated with that. Um, One of the biggest toxins for the liver is alcohol, and it doesn't handle it real well. Acetaminophen is one. You know, Tylenol is is horrible uh, for the liver, And there's been many, many cases of liver liver failure just because people were taking the acetaminophen.
0: I'd like to address that a little bit because I have a question about that. Okay. Um, We have many patients that tell us they have to take a couple of acetaminophen before they can sleep at night. Could you answer why they have to have that to sleep?
1: Well, it interferes with some of the... um, Enzymes that have to do with inflammation. And sleep is pretty... Uh, we, we hear that commonly, that people don't sleep real well. And, you know, it's really funny. The liver, you know, if they say, well, it's between 1 and 3 a.m., it's like, well, that's the liver meridian where the body's trying to heal the liver. And we know the liver needs to be detoxified, although we do love to see that on lab so that we know for sure. Uh, we And... You know, some people will try one or two things and it doesn't make them sleep. Well, we have many, many different uh, things that we can use for sleep. And some experts and, you know, experts, just somebody who's written a blog or an article or a newsletter or a book. uh, Some people say that it's just toxins in your body's why you can't sleep anyway. And that's why that's a a good segue into uh, the liver I uh, want to do a quick shout out to Richard. You know, Richard was missing our uh, podcast. He was out into in California, and uh, I hope this keeps you happy and entertained uh, to, for Richard and his wife Rebecca. Um, uh, the liver's probably one of its most important things that it does is to secrete bile. And that's why Janet and I talk about we have a couple of different uh, digestive enzymes that has ox bile in it. So it takes uh, some of the stress off the liver and does a major job to help uh, digest and detoxify. Uh, this is stored, the bile stored in the gallbladder. And I just got a call from Chicago. A guy was talking about his sister-in-law and may have to have her gallbladder out because it's full of stones. Well, and she was going to quit keto even though it made her uh, lose weight, have more energy, have more mental clarity. And it's like, well, there's people that are eating fat, uh, people eating too many carbs, too much sugar that have gallbladder problems, too. It's usually uh, – it's not the fault of the keto diet. Yeah, I think it's more the fault of the fructose and the carbohydrates. But uh, normally a gallstone is uh, – undigested cholesterol, and that's why digestive enzymes and keeping your liver clean is just absolutely critical. Um, So bile is necessary for the digestion of fats, and it breaks down uh, fats quite effectively, but you have to be careful and make sure you have good digestion when you make any of these changes like going on the keto diet, and I'm a big fan of that. Uh, Bile also assists in the absorption of all the fat-soluble vitamins. That would be A, D, E, and K, uh, which has a lot to uh, influence on absorbing calcium. You want to make sure you don't get too much vitamin A, but that's where the the conversion is from beta-carotene into vitamin A. And... It has a lot to do with whether you're constipated or not. So if your liver's working correctly, many people have a tendency to – their constipation seems to go away. Um, Another thing that I try to tell people is that the liver's absolutely, incredibly important in conjugating some of these bad things that we talk about that acts like estrogen. And it has to do with a lot of chemistry that I don't understand the great glorious depths of. But when the liver excretes these conjugated or, or these estrogen type molecules, it squishes it through the bile into the small intestine. If you don't have enough of the right probiotics, which takes a pretty serious effort, and you don't have uh, good bowel movements, the bad bacteria actually takes the estrogen, uh, the safer estrogen molecules, and twists it back into the unsafe ones, and then it is reabsorbed into the small intestine or through the walls. And those are the ones that have a major contributing factor to breast cancer, ovarian, uterine, testicular, and prostate cancer. So again, it goes back to proper liver function, proper bile function, proper probiotics, proper elimination. Um, Janet's famous for saying, well, three trains in and in the meals and should be two or three trains out. And that's very, very true. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, a little interruption like
0: gas. (laughs) Um, There are some signs and symptoms your liver are not functioning optimally. Uh, (laughs) That your liver isn't functioning optimally. So if you've noticed any (laughs) of these symptoms, you could be suffering from impaired liver function. Uh, Bloating and gas. Like Dr. Lewis said, we always use digestive enzymes because that really helps with that. And if you're wondering what that is, that's something like... uh, we recommend design or panplex because those are both really great ones. Um, constipation, like he said. Skin and or eyes that are yellowish.
1: Yeah, it's pretty serious if you you get the jaundice.
0: Yeah, because that means you're like real toxic, right? Like yep. it's up in your eyes. Um, you can't lose weight. High blood pressure is actually a sign of a liver impairment possibly
1: quite often that's a big part of uh, the equation i I think
0: moodiness anxiety or depression
1: i I would like to throw, throw anger in there have you ever seen anybody at a party that has one drink and they get angry and they're stupid or angry drunk those are people with impaired liver function
0: how interesting dark urine that's odd that you would associate dark urine with a liver problem People usually think that's a urinary tract problem or bladder problem. Uh, rosacea, actually. It's a liver issue. Uh, chronic fatigue. So maybe your tiredness is coming because you're toxic and you keep having things like coffee and stuff that's making your liver angry.
1: Well, let me make a comment about that. I had a sweet young lady come in yesterday and she said, but I'm, I'm just not feeling better. I don't have any energy. I said, Uh Tell me about your diet. She said, I just eat crap food.
0: How does that work? It's like you swallow the bad food and you expect it to turn into fruits and vegetables in your stomach and it goes, oh, hey, look, I know you meant well. Let me just fix it for you.
1: Supplements make a big difference in your life, but it really does make an even bigger difference if you eat good fruits and vegetables. It's like she admits she eats horrible, 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 and you know, she's a sweet young lady, but, God, you got to get realistic. You know, there's no magic to it. It, it takes a little work. uh, takes time.
0: Oh, kind of like working out. It's like you can't just work out once and have the perfect <laughs> Greek God body.
1: That's really, really good because I had planned on writing a podcast about consistency, and that was one of them. You can go work out one time, and you go come home and look at the mirror. You don't look any different. You can eat one good meal and come home, it's like you don't look and feel any different. Uh, You can brush your teeth once. It's consistency, folks, and it's that way about uh, marriage. Uh, You have to consistently put little things in and show your spouse you love them in different ways and maybe read a book to find out what their love language is, but it's consistency. It's not like, oh, my God, I'm head over heels with this person, but... It's like, oh, well, they're consistently nice to me. They consistently take care of me this way. It's consistency, and that's the way you get healthy is consistency. Oh, I'm going off on a rabbit trail, there Richard.
0: Down the hole. Um, actually, excessive sweating can be a liver issue because you're not getting rid of toxins. So, yeah,
1: The body's trying to sweat it out.
0: Bruising easily. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> And poor appetite. Huh. I thought that was excessive
1: appetite, but okay. I guess
0: it's I guess you'd have poor (laughs) appetite if you weren't eliminating properly. It's like you're not hungry because things aren't coming through.
1: Yeah, that's usually when it gets really bad.
0: So we always or I always take something called lipotropic detox because it has different liver cleansers in there. And if you do any of these bad things Dr. Lewis is talking about um, it does help detoxify and clean things out. And if you take a couple of them before you go to bed at night, you may notice that you don't need a of acetaminophen to sleep because your liver now has something to work with. Because basically when you're taking the uh, over-the-counter, you know, Advil, Tylenol, that kind of thing, you're
1: just... Benadryl. Making, yeah, <laughs> Benadryl. Yeah, you're
0: just making your liver angrier. It's like, well, you may be sleeping, but... But you are making yourself really toxic. So that Alcohol have,
1: works that way, too.
0: Yeah, that's true. It does. not
1: put you down, but it usually wakes you up. So Between a, one and three. Acetaminophen, that's, that's a good point. You know when you go to the hospital with uh, acetaminophen or Tylenol uh, overdose, they give you something called NAC, N-acetylcysteine. So that's one of the things that's very, very important for liver function. I, I want to tell you a little bit about it. You know, there's cysteine and cysteine that are spelled differently. You know, uh, cysteine with a C-Y-S-T-E-I-N-E is pretty unstable, and it's very easily converted to cysteine, which is C-Y-S-T-I-N-E. Uh, both of them are very, very important, and they're not, well, I'm, I'm trying to talk about liver, but it's very important in skin health and collagen formation but it's incredibly important in detoxification so that's what you're given with a tylenol or acetaminophen is in acetylcysteine. cysteine and that is incredibly important in creating glutathione and we do have some straight glutathione which works wonders but this knack is a wonderful thing to take and since the cysteine is a precursor to the glutathione Uh, The glutathione binds uh, with the harmful or potentially harmful substances. It protects your liver and it protects your brain from damage due to alcohol, drugs, and different toxic compounds like exhaust fumes and cigarette smoke. Uh, So it's pretty important. You know, we even have NAC in the RV so that if we get around, you know, a smoky area, we make sure we take a lot of NAC when we go to bed uh
0: (laughs) plus plus it's good at thinning mucus so you can big time so that Mm -hmm. you can expel it because everybody's still got this coughing stuff they've got going on from the flu or whatever a lot of bronchitis out there and it's like you just can't get it up the nac actually helps thin it so that you can expel it and um we also have it in a product called sinitrol that uh for people that are really congested I, I gave it to a lady yesterday we have little bitty packages of it that you can buy they're like nine dollars or something like that and um she goes i just i can't breathe and she goes i'm just really congested i said okay i said we'll get this little package i said go take like two or three of them and then let me know what happens and she came in here yesterday and she said that stuff is wonderful
1: now we're talking a professional singer
0: yeah, she said I. I went and got some food. I take it a couple of them, and she said next thing I know, it's like everything that was stuck in my head came flying out everywhere. And she said I could breathe. And she said that stuff is magic. So um, that the big thing in it is NAC that Doctor Lewis is talking about.
1: Yeah, that's that's very incredibly important. So Janet kind of beat me to the punch about the bronchi. Bronchitis and emphysema and COPD and things like
0: that. I'm good at that.
1: Uh, yeah, she's smart like that. <laughs> um, it, it only, but diabetics should be careful about taking that because it uh, kind of interferes with uh, insulin. So oh, NAC does? Yeah. It, you you, you kind of have to watch that. Uh, and, and that's where we come in. We watch things like that. And that's why we do the inexpensive lab work.
0: Yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about that because a lot of people don't even realize they have a liver problem uh, until we tell them on lab. And many times they've gone to their doctor and had their what's um, called a metabolic panel run, and no one's even mentioned to them that they've got a liver problem. And that's because uh, you know, when we're looking at the lab values, we're looking for where the numbers are optimal. So if they're not flagged in that huge range that's off over on the far right side, um, it goes as it's fine. But many people... Um, you know, we're looking for somewhere if you want to get your labs out and look at the ALT and AST. They need to be about, you know, 16 to 17. It's pretty good on the lab. Uh, but a lot of them have them in their 30s. Well, that tells us that they're real toxic, that their liver is having a real difficult time in trying to break down everything. They may not be able to lose weight. They may have a lot of allergies. Uh, they may have a bigger stomach because that's kind of where it's all stored Um, but if you don't know what your liver enzymes are you might consider getting our comprehensive lab panel it is available across the united states not just here in texas and just uh,
1: talk to a guy in delaware
0: yeah and basically you can go to your local quest diagnostic location after you've uh, purchased the lab online through our website and carry the order in and they draw it for you and then dr lewis looks at it and um he gives you a very thorough explanation of everything happening on your lab so there's no reason to to not know what's wrong i mean there there could be so many different things liver being one of them digestion we can see well are you breaking your foods down are you going to the bathroom like you're supposed to because we have people that try to fool us and they're like well i don't fill out a health survey i just want you to Tell me if you can see what's wrong, and we generally tell them more on their lab what's wrong than they ever even ask for. So they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is incredible." Yeah,
1: or they'll say, "Oh my God, you've been reading my mail."
0: Yes, because we can see uh patterns in the lab. But that comprehensive lab panel is twelve different lab panels, and generally, you get one to three at your doctor's office. But we don't do insurance on it, and that's why it's so inexpensive because we don't want to guess. It's like the more pictures of the puzzle pieces we have the better we can tell what's happening with your health so you know there's no need to go through all of this and and feel bad try to get this done it's the first of the year start having a life worth living this year
1: god you know she beat me to it because i like that term life worth living uh, <clears throat> other things that's important in liver detoxification is the amino acid methionine. Uh, it assist in the breakdown of fats which think cholesterol and gallstones think about that and then you know one of the ones that we don't talk about a lot but we we tend to sell a lot of it is taurine uh taurine also is very important uh, it's found in high concentrations in heart muscle uh white blood cells central nervous system but uh, uh when you're low in taurine um uh, you think there's a, a more of a tendency to have anxiety, epilepsy, hyperactivity in kids, poor brain function, and seizures. So it's one of the things that you can stir up in your kid's meal and usually get some uh, pretty good results with that. And it, it's also related to intestinal problems and an overgrowth of candida or yeast. Well, intestinal problems goes right back to uh, what's your liver doing. And then you hear about uh, milk thistle, and it's very good. And there is a lot of different grades out there; some are much more effective than others. Uh, it protects your liver from the toxins and uh, pollutants, and it kind of prevents the free radical damage. Stimulates the production of new liver cells, so milk thistles always a good idea. And you know, Janet was talking about why people take. Different things to sleep, you know, it messes with uh, some of the enzymes. It's usually the COX two formation, uh, and milk thistle has also been shown to have some anti-cancer effects against prostate cancer, breast cancer. So, you know, that's that's a good thing. It's also another name for it. it's wild artichoke. So that that's a good thing. So livers incredibly, incredibly. Important and well, yeah, we take we take things every day to help our liver detox.
0: What about loading up on uh, raw vegetable juice? Is that a great thing to detoxify? Uh,
1: yeah, if if you're close to the toilet, it's a it can be a good thing. Uh, I'm a big fan of throwing some of the fiber back in and not just doing the juice. But yes, and make sure it's organic so you're not getting the pesticides with it.
0: We've done the celery. In the past, it's uh, different.
1: Well, a little tangy. I like to throw a little apple in there with it to uh, sweeten it up somewhat. But, yeah, that, that's a good thing. They make some pretty inexpensive and very effective juicers that are easy to clean. For me, and that's a big factor. But, yeah, I, I think that's always a good thing.
0: And, actually, potassium-rich uh, foods are very good for your liver, like sweet potatoes. Now, they're all going to get excited and think we're talking about fries and... All that stuff, but an occasional sweet potato is good.
1: Yeah, if you need to lose weight, sweet potatoes aren't great, but they grow a lot of sweet potatoes and yams here in East Texas, so I feel obligated to support the farmers. And uh, they're really good. We load them up with good butter, you know, good fats, and you can put coconut oil on them too. And uh, my sweet little daughter, Shiloh, just made me a sweet potato pie. (laughs) It's not very sweet, but... uh, she doesn't sugar her daddy up too much but she does sweet taunt me a lot so
0: I've been helping him eat that cuz I <laughs> thought well it's just sweet potato but you know that we've had it like two nights in a row and every <laughs> night we're having it we're sleeping a little bit less than than the night before I said the pie's got to go no no more pie <laughs> Yeah we
1: don't we don't really eat that much um, Tom- uh,
0: Tomato sauce is actually really good for you
1: Yeah, because of the lycopene, and and there's several different antioxidants. I I love tomatoes. If you're not sensitive sensitive to nightshades, tomatoes can be a really good thing.
0: And then beet greens and spinach are good for your liver.
1: Yeah, they've got some uh, beet powder out there on the Internet that's incredibly expensive. It's effective, but, you know, you pay a lot for it. You can grow your own beets.
0: And coffee is good for you as well in the form of an enema. Which yeah, um, really?
1: I had a lady tell me she she was having trouble with the keto diet, and I love the keto diet. And she said, uh, and I was telling her the answers, and I said, well, do this and do this and do this. And I said, you know, at least if you're not going to do an entire coffee enema, get the little enema bulb and make sure the coffee's organic, because otherwise, they are the coffee's full of pesticides. And put about eight ounces of rectally, of course. You know, you want it body temperature, not piping hot. Don't put sugar and milk in it. And uh, I said, that will detox your liver because caffeine will stimulate your liver to dump the bile and stimulate peristalsis. And she just told me, she said, well, that's not going to happen. And she failed. She didn't really get any results because she didn't follow instructions. And it's like. Folks, sometimes you have to do a little bit of what you don't want to do. And sometimes you have to change bad habits. You can't keep the same bad habits and expect to get different results. So the coffee enema really is a good thing.
0: And I also want to make sure we address the question from Fran. Um, She's a sweet lady. Yes, she is. She um, because this kind of goes along with our show, too. She said, hello, Dr. Lewis, could you please explain why meds that doctors prescribe for acid reflux and GERD are not so good for us? Would this be true even if one has early esophageal erosion? And thank you for your insight on this matter. So could you tell us why we're getting prescribed acid reflux and GERD drugs and why they're not good for us?
1: Well, and as I told Fran, I don't interfere with medical care. I'm a chiropractor, and I'm real good at natural medicine and nerves and structure and function. But uh, uh, the esophageal, uh, you know, that can be a really complicated thing. And even my sweet mother said, but when I take this drug, I get so much relief. And I said, well, for, for goodness sake, take the drug. But you have to take digestive enzymes. Most people have too little acid, not too much, and, you know, it can be either way. Um, But you have to take the digestive enzymes because if you don't, what happens is it lowers, you don't break down your protein, and the protein is where these amino acids come from that are absolutely imperative in proper liver function and proper detoxification. So most people have impaired digestion anyway. Um, Then you don't get B12, B6.
0: Yeah, they were ready to commit your mother to a nursing home way before she went in one because of those acid reducers.
1: Well, you know, that's true. One of my sisters called me and says, you know, we've got some problems with Mama. She's just, you know, urinating, you know, with, you know, she she can't hold it. She's constipated. Uh, She's looking in the mirror, talking to strangers. She's making coffee with no water. She's turning on the stove but not getting the gas stove lit. And I said, oh, Lord, I was loaded up with patients. I said, okay, I canceled everybody and went up there. And then they had just put her on uh, some new acid reducers so she wasn't having any B12. So I gave the research to her medical doctor and said, would you please give my mother a weekly B12 shot? And, again, I, I prefaced this with research. And the MD, was not, she was not willing to do it. So we put mother on a very incredibly high dose of B12. And, folks, you have to go very, very high because you're not going to have the proper absorption. So you have to have more available so the body can absorb. Within, I don't know, how long did it take? Mama, her mind came back.
0: Yeah, she stayed in her home for like another three or four years after that because her mind was back again. So it wasn't about her mind being gone; it was about being blocked from B twelve from the acid reducers. Yeah, that's uh, very interesting.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one, and sometimes it's an overgrowth of H pylori, and we've got things. Anyway, we we can throw things in there that your body can take and get most things well. But if you have that uh, problem, you know, I'm not saying to do or not do uh, the drugs, but just make sure you're doing things in addition to that. And we can help things, you know, like uh, the different probiotics and and the proper ratio of calcium and magnesium and potassium and the right types, Uh, the digestive enzymes, you know, and I'm still talking about heartburn or, or GERD. Uh, we can do that. Uh, aloe vera juice. We have one that we think is the best there is for the money. Uh, deglycerized licorice works real well. Uh, drinking more water, uh, drinking cabbage juice, believe it or not, works real well. Cabbage should be eaten a lot more than it is. And celery juice, you know, things like that. Raw vegetables, um, so, but don't ignore it. I mean, it's a good thing to see your gastroenterologist for that.
0: Yeah, and there is a mm-hmm. uh, liver detox drink that you can do where you dilute cranberry juice with a ratio of three parts water to one part cranberry juice and add a fourth teaspoon each of nutmeg and ginger and a mm-hmm. half teaspoon of cinnamon into a tea diffu- infuser and let steep in simmering water for 20 minutes.
1: I could do without the nutmeg. The rest of the stuff tastes great. Yeah, I like cinnamon. It's not about taste, though. Oops, Uh, sorry.
0: You you allow to cool to room temperature and then add the juice of three oranges and three lemons and stir. And I have newt. No, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) Sorry. If if the mixture is too tart, sweeten with your favorite all-natural sweetener and sip throughout the day. And that is a very low-cost way for you to start making your liver a little bit healthier and happier. So, see, we do talk about other things other than just products. There is something there you can go drink and sip on and and have a little cocktail for yourself to start cleaning up a little bit.
1: And that's one of the reasons we uh, use fresh limes in our drinks uh, and usually Perrier water uh, more so than Coke. Uh, When we do have an alcoholic drink, we try to make it a much healthier one with the lime and Perrier
0: but we hope you've learned something today about cleaning up your liver. So while you're in your diet and doing all the right things with eating, make sure that you think about your liver because that is a very important organ that needs to be helped all the time as well.
1: It'll make you young, rich, and good looking. So just do it. You'll feel fine.
0: And if you have uh, questions or things that you would like us to discuss on the next show, please feel free to shoot us an email or write us on Dr. Lewis' Shooting Straight with Dr. Lewis Facebook page where you find all kind of information and you can add in on the conversation as well. We hope you have a very blessed week and we'll be here next time to educate you some more. Have a very blessed, blessed week.